You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to the Anfield Index podcast. It's episode 335 and I didn't need any prompting for that from Lisa Marie, which is weird in and of itself. <laughs> I am Trev Denny. I'm podcasting to you from my very hot field here in beautiful rural Ireland. It's more beautiful than usual. It's balmy. It's oppressively hot to some. I'm on my second podcast back to back in a room where I can't open a freaking window because there are cattle and tractors. And I can't put on a fan because it will upset your ears. So consider, if you will, the great sacrifice being made for you to bring you the Anfield Index podcast, on which I am joined by Carl Kopek and by Lisa Marie Hanahan. And I'm going to finish the introduction in a minute with a little clip from a AIP regular, almost the new spirit animal of the show, Tommy Tiernan. And it's going to set up something that's going to be a feature towards the end of the show, just to get away from football at the very end. Um, but first, I want to get an idea of how Lisa Marie and Carl have been getting on over the course of the week and if they have anything themselves to begin the show with. So let's get straight to it and uh, begin with our friend from across the big pond there, Lisa Marie. How are you getting on this week and um, have you got anything to begin with? I'm getting along fine this week. Thank you, Trev. And we do appreciate your sacrifice for the quality <laughs> of the show. Fantastic. So, yes. Um, so one of my projects, the they start the monthly meeting and the contractor does what they call a safety moment or a safety share. And so I thought this might be helpful for some of our own listeners. 
Um, so I've got a couple of, of quick ones that are, I guess, related to the opening day match. Um, the first is just stay off social media during and after the match, <laughs> just, just for your own well-being and peace of mind. Don't do it, especially the bird app. Be a recommendation. And then the other one is more for myself. Um, you know, as we spoke that I had to tune in quite early last Saturday and it would be in my best interest the next time there's an early kickoff to just go ahead and get the coffee machine all set up before I go to bed the night before. So that all I basically have to do is hit the on button and not be scrambling around and trying to do it while I'm trying to get the feed started on the match and everything else. Just do myself a favor and just go ahead and get it all set up. So all I have to do is push start and it will brew my pot of coffee, um, you know, more peacefully for me. So that's, that's what I have to start this morning. Just, just a couple safety shares for all our safety listeners. Safety shares. I do like this. It's it's very 2022, if you don't mind me saying so. Uh, and, and also, of course, a little bit of self-care with the coffee thing. And yes, solid advice, probably in general, is to stay off that bloody thing. Uh, I would love to do less of it. I, I'm really, really been weaning myself off a lot over, over recent years. Um, I will glance at it too much still, but not interact as much. Um, and certainly over the last three, four years, I've trained myself to not even compose those tweets, which I will then delete before sending. Now I just, <laughs> I just roll my eyes and go, whatever. Yes, what don't tweet ever. angry. Never no. tweet. Never tweet angry. angry. Don't go to bed on a tweet. <laughs> and so on. Uh, fantastic. Fantastic. Anyway, we'll see. You know, this this might become a regular thing. No promises. Oh, yeah. But, um, yeah, 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 you know, we'll see. Sa- safety shares. I like it. Okay, safety great. Safety share. Um, Carl Kopak, uh, what's the general mood in in, uh, in East Anglia? Well, well, first, I should say... Um, the, the, the social media thing, I mean, I'm guilty of this, but I really have learned a lesson. And the, the lesson is don't engage. Yes. Mm. Also don't mm. engage. Block immediately, mute immediately. Don't try and argue. Well, uh, that mute feature is helpful. Yeah. And uh, um, what you don't want to do is tweet something incendiary like, um, tell you what, Henderson's better than Nabby, isn't he? I'm off the street <laughs> and my phone's on silent. Because <laughs> I just thought, Everyone's going to think he's just thrown that in and he's going off to the beach on a nice time and no one's going to reply. Yeah, they did. <laughs> oh, of course they did. Of course they fucking did. No, he's not actually, because I think you'll find the stats say, yeah, okay. Um, um, I think, I, the, um, Richard Herring always talks about starting a Twitter account called That's the Joke when someone oh. repeats the purpose of a joke back to you again. Yeah, yeah, I know. Oh. That's, that's the joke. Happened to me today, man. Happened to me today. Really? I did. I did this thinly veiled discussion on how I was um, uh, in discussions uh, to buy uh, a Merc G wagon, but inside insiders have said that it'll likely be next summer, uh, and so on and so forth. It could not have been more obvious. And I got a couple of fellas coming back at me, going, "That's a shit car." Someone else said, "But think about the environment." I swear to God, it was just went right over the counts of so many people. So fair play. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you just, it, it, if you throw something out there that's bait in any way, it will be nibbled at. You can't, you can't even be lighthearted or sarcastic. So I said that. So I'm, I play in, in Man versus Fat here. In, uh, and um, I, I tweeted, I'm, I'm going to, um, uh, we're playing tomorrow and I'm just going to, and I added him. I said, I've just asked James Pierce if he's bought anyone for us. 
for, for tomorrow's game, which James very pleasingly liked. It's very nice of him. And of course, I've already started to get. Um, well, he's, he's not the he's not the journalist people thought he was. Like it's up to him. Oh, you know, yeah. Well, again, honestly. that's the joke. I might just start hashtag. That's the joke. My God. Oh um, God. But, but anyway, what, you 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 had something for someone us. Someone needs to invent a. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. A nuance button would be quite nice. Um. The, uh, I, I tried to, 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 to sort of hide, I had a little giggle there. Sorry, Lisa Marie, I do apologise for that. Um, because there's something on my screen which I've actually had to turn off because it makes me laugh so much. Um, regular listeners to this show that know will know that both Trev and I are obsessed with the programme Toast of London, um, yes. which, if you don't know it, is a, uh, a, a sitcom starring Matt Starling, the great Matt Berry, uh, and uh, who's an actor. And every now and then there's a scene where he... he, he um, reels off a list of actors' names who are doing well or doing poorly or are dead or something like that. And there's I found a list of them and I literally can't read it without laughing. Oh, it's so good. Is this the list that he 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 sort of recites at one stage? All the greats the have been there, Trev. Yes, Whiteneck, Blair Toast. You know, it's <laughs> and there's 116 of them. My favourite so far. And it's really difficult because I just I just lose it completely. Colin Graveyard is an absolute favourite. <laughs> <laughs> Duncan Clench. <laughs> D- Dwight, Dwight, no, Dwight Difference. <laughs> Rob Continental. <laughs> Norris Flipjack. <laughs> Dinky Frinkbuster. <laughs> Colin Graveyard. Pookie Hook, who of course he briefly goes out with. Axel Jacklin. <laughs> Daz Klondike. And, oh man, what about this? Tycoon Lancaster. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do believe I played a clip of him going through. Elvis Pakistani. <laughs> say, say again, say again. Elvis Pakistani. <laughs> yeah, you're not you're not beating Colin Graveyard though. That's amazing. I, I might just throw. So the thing is, there's this one that genuinely put Bob Monkhouse. Who <laughs> Bob Monkhouse is? Um, it's it's quite it's very close to um, Suki Houseboat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Parker Pipe. What I might do is I might just throw three names in randomly throughout the podcast. If that's okay, Trevi Valley Cacklin. I'm actually going to have to look off the screen because I just can't concentrate going through them. Colin Graveyard. Tremendous. I think that's great. Every so often you just pipe up one of those every so often. <laughs> well, apparently, because this that's what that's what he does. But he does. He does it with um um Graham, not the other one, um, Arthur from uh, Father Ted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Arthur yeah. Matthews. And he said he'll just be sort of sitting there and he'll just think of one, he'll just send a WhatsApp message with just the name on it. And I might start <laughs> doing that with you if I think of one, to be honest. I used to work with someone called Tracy Brace Girdle, which is always fun because Brace and Girdle mean the same thing. That, <laughs> um, we have our county sheriff is named Dusty Rhodes. Oh, wow. No. wow I swear wow. to God. <laughs> that, that was a make, makey uppy DJ name on, on Atlantic 252 when I was a kid. Really? Really? <laughs> I swear. Dusty Rhodes. Wow, wow, wow. Okay, uh, I am going to wrap this up for the introduction with a bit of, um, like I say, new podcast spirit animal, uh, Tommy Tiernan. And he's talking about how we, I've been listening to an awful lot recently. I keep meeting people and it's 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 bloody fantastic, this country. You walk past people and you don't know them, but they just kind of wince at you uh, 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 these days. And they just wince at you and go, someday, or... They'll just sort of, 
they'll just sort of shout over at some lad they half recognise across the road about, huh, that's beer garden weather. And that's basically all people can do. They're obsessed. We are obsessed with the weather and we are not cut out for sun. But Tommy reckons we're not cut out for civilization. And civilization and culture is going to form the basis of our little quiz at the end. So here's Tommy. I don't think I I don't think civilization suits Irish people. Actually, I'm going to cut in here and say that this is not safe for work. Get your children away from the podcast. <laughs> I think we'll give it a lash, but we know it's not fucking working out. There's a reason we live on an island off an island off the mainland it's like when european civilization was being put together the irish said come on to fuck lads let's get as far away from this shit as we possibly can if you think about it europe is the town england is the halting site this is the ditch and there's only one thing to do in the ditch lads lay low Lie fucking low. I was in Kilorglan, County Kerry, a few weeks ago, just before the Puck Fair. Puck Fair. Wild goat. Taken off the mountain. Put on top. 40 foot of scaffolding. <laughs> That's what you call a fucking festival. <laughs> He just does nothing and he's just there. It's fantastic because it inspires you to do different shit. And I think in a weird way, that's our Statue of Liberty. (laughs) There should be one of them at every fucking airport in the country. A goat on 40 foot of fucking scaffolding. What the fuck has civilization ever brought to Ireland? Traffic lights. Shopping centres, stuff to put manners on you or fucking distract you. Stuff that comes out of us and we're left alone. Much more wonderful, unpredictable. Halloween. We invented Halloween. where for one night only the gates of the underworld are open and the dead come up to mix with the living going round from shit we invented sorry back again where for one night only the gates of the underworld are open and the dead come up to mix with the living going round from house to house eating sweets. <laughs> dead fuckers love sweets. <laughs> Submarines. We invented the submarine. A boat for under the water. <laughs> That's 
about to crack his abs. <laughs> <laughs> Any cunt can float like. <laughs> Switzerland or Belgium, mad bastards of Iceland, who told the World Bank to fuck off. <laughs> Stuff we could only dream about, they fucking did it. All eight of them <laughs> stood on a dead seal and went, fuck off. Anyway, there he is. Tremendous, what a man. Setting us up nicely, I think, for a chat. Fantastic. You know, you know, I thought we needed the levity, and as it turns out, you guys both brought it anyway, because, you know, as already referenced, there has been one of those weeks where you kind of question, don't you, a little bit what you're at in terms of uh, the way you spend your time, because you see even people who you'd often have time for saying things that rub you the wrong way, and then you realise you should get out of the way of that stuff a bit and not engage with it, as Carl's already said. There's been a lot over the week, a lot. Um, predictable stuff. And it all arose out of the fact that we didn't do a win. Now, I want to get both of your takes on the fact that we didn't do a win. And as we always do, I want you to give me your takeaway story or your takeaway feature from the game. If you want to look at a good one and a bad one, that's fine. If you don't want to look at either, that's fine. If you want to look at something neutral, that's fine. But I do want to get something from you that you took away that was your sort of what 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 was left with you afterwards and to get the ball rolling for me the obvious one to go it would be something like I'm really excited to see what Darwin's going to do and that's a very valid one but what I was left with at the end was I think we had almost solved the problem I, I don't think enough attention has been paid to this. I think we had solved the problem. And I think we had wrested away momentum from the opposition uh, with, this, with the substitutes that we made. And I think it was going in that direction when all of a sudden a one in a thousand game event, which is Virgil doing something stupid, cost, uh, cost us that momentum. And to me, that's all there is to it. And then we kind of fought back again but the reason why I think we didn't go on to win that game was just that sort of freakish event of the Virgil van Dijk decision to hang a leg in when it wasn't best advised so that was what what, what I took away with me was that you know I think on 90% of occasions we're going away from that going Jesus we were shit in the first half but we really pulled it out that was a decent win in the end so that's what I took away from the game. And as a result, I think I'm far more upbeat than most people. I'm looking forward to seeing us um, with a bit of a, 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 a the residue of a, a sore kick in the arse, uh, a sort of impacting the performance against Crystal Palace on Monday night. I'm really looking forward to it. I can't wait for that game at Anfield um, so that we can get to see what we hoped we would see on the open day of the season. Maybe I'm being an optimistic idiot, but Carl Kopic, let me start with you. What was your big takeaway from the game. James Milner playing centre midfield and um, where, which is his natural position, which of course he can't get in there because there are better midfielders or younger better midfielders than him. And he'd normally come on um, and play a full back role and kick a few people in the air. But he had time um, this time due to necessity. And what really struck me 
was he calmed everything down straight away because heads were going all over. Fabinho will never play that poorly ever again in his life if he tries. Mm. Um, the other two weren't much better, obviously. The centre halves couldn't stop passing it to their players. We couldn't put, we couldn't get a ball into their half at any point. And he just came on and said, "Right, I'm going to go here. You go there. You go there. I will boss this part of the game." And that's when I think the game started to turn. Um, and to be honest, I think we go on to win that game if it wasn't for, for Virgil's mind melt. And um, and you can't blame him for that because he's got us out of stuff. So, I mean, to be honest, when that situation was occurring and he's one-to-one with Mitrovic, I just thought Mitrovic has got no chance because he's brilliant. One thing Virgil's really good at is just saying, what are you going to do with that? I'm going to show you to a side that you're not going to like and I'm going to take the ball off you. And he didn't today. Uh, sorry, last week. Um but I think if he did that scenario a hundred times, he come up with a with a with a corner at best, probably just take the ball off him, and it didn't happen that time. Um, and we've spoke about this before, Trav, about what happens when Liverpool don't do well. And to be honest, as disappointing as it was, and don't for a second think I wasn't screaming at my teddy shouting, just fucking pass it to one of ours this time. Um, <laughs> there is nothing wrong with a bit of humility. I like that the manager got mad. I like that the manager looked at himself as well. Just, we let the occasion and to, the, 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 we, let, we let the occasion get to us. Bearing in mind we'd just beaten probably the best team in Europe um, a week earlier, face to face, mano a mano, and we beat them by three goals to one. And, um, and and we looked fit, we looked sharp, and Fulham that first half we just didn't want to be in the ground. We didn't want to know, and that is really concerning for Jurgen Klopp. But what it also means is that he knows us there and he can fix it. And I trust him to fix it. But I think that all stems from James Milner turning around and saying, "Okay, everyone's just shut up and do this. And that's what he did. I'm glad you went there because um, I felt a little bit bad after doing Raw that I hadn't spent longer on Milner's contribution because it was easier to see the flashier ones. Um, Harvey Elliott played a couple of lovely passes and obviously... um, Obviously, the, the 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 new boy comes on and 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 does a does a madness, albeit a little bit fortunate. I keep pointing that out to people, um, but Miller was outrageously good in what he did. Um, it's not said often enough when he is good, um, and 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 he does come on in full back positions and have a similar sort of. Uh, impact but when he can do that little stint in midfield and do progressive passing and 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 as you said uh, a little bit of of um intelligence um that you build up over the years i think it's it's great um you don't want to be relying on that is the point that an awful lot of people who are going mad about transfers is making are making and i think it's a it's it's a solid point but we have it it's a tool that we can use and like you said we're likely to see Virgil do that again. We're unlikely to see Fabinho that be that bad. Um, we're unlikely to be unfortunate enough to lose um, players as 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 quality as Thiago, uh, who himself had a ropey enough beginning to the match. Yeah. So if we, we let's 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 just let's just uh, lean into um, the fact that hopefully um, it's a blip until it's not. And Lisa Marie, with that sort of. Um, Take away from Carl and from myself. Who are you going to bring us um, down the positivity train, or are you a little bit more irked by what happened? Well, you know, distance can be a wonderful thing. Um, mm, you know, mm. if we were having this chat maybe on Monday, I probably would still be a little more in the irked column. But 
I was also thinking about it is, and I mean, as we've often talked about, I don't have the same longevity in following the team as, as you both do. So therefore don't have as much to kind of, but it didn't feel like an opening day match for some reason to me. I, I don't know. I, I can't really put my finger on why. Um, maybe it was just, I really and truly expected them to start just with a bang, you know, especially coming off of the win against Manchester City. You know, I, I just expected them to start, you know, just house of fire kind of kind of thing. And and again, you know, it was, it was just weird watch for the first, you know, 10, 15 minutes. I'm like, what is going on? Can, can we at least get to the other half of the field, please? I mean, what, what what's wrong with these guys? Um, and. So it just didn't, it was just kind of weird from from that aspect. But but I'm like, okay, they're gonna wake up, they're gonna turn this around, and 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 I think you're right, you know, both of you that if we hadn't had that penalty against us, I do think we would have ended up winning the game because we were turning it in the right direction. Um, so I think there are a lot of positives overall to take from it that. I mean, it was one of those matches where it felt like anything that could go wrong did go wrong a little bit. You know, you had the Tiago injury, you had Virgil making, you know, an unusual error for him. Um, yeah, it, it was just, you know, n- nobody playing their best there at the beginning. You know, it, it was just it was just a weird one. Um, and you're right, Carl, I hadn't really thought so much about the Milner contribution, but I absolutely agree with you. And that's not just because I generally love James Milner. But we did need kind of a grown up on the field, you know, in that leadership role to kind of take it and go, OK, you do this, you do that. And, and let's let's get our act together and, and push forward. So um, but we don't want to have to depend on that every time. So. But no, I'm, I mean, overall, I'm just glad I'm kind of glad it's done. And I'm hoping that they've taken a lot from that poor performance. And they're now going to do what I was really hoping they would do this week and just go. I am surprised that you didn't use the um, last five minutes to simply say nice things about Harvey Elliott, who today signed signed. He a, did well. You a, know, I try not contract. to sound too much like a bragging mother, Trev. <laughs> yeah, but it, this is your time. This is this your is time. This is my time. I am very proud of Harvey signing a new contract. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, Harvey was definitely one of the bright spots. You know, coming on. I mean, no, he wasn't absolutely brilliant but he did a lot right and that's probably a good thing because it looks like we're going to be relying on him quite a bit for say the next month or so because as I'm sure we're going to get into we don't have a lot of options for midfield right now and so Harvey's likely to get a lot of playing time so um, hopefully the combination of you know being one of the better options or better players on Saturday's match as well as his new contract that We'll hopefully keep him around forever um, so I can continue to be proud and brag on him. And long may that last and continue. And and we should just talk about the elephant in the room then immediately. Let's just do that so that we get your take on it. It's not it's not as if it's not the topic that's been discussed on every street corner and podcast and video blog and article. But. We should give our tuppence worth on it. Um, some people probably have an inclination where I'm going because I've been on a few of these things at this stage over the last few days. But I do want to hear what you guys think. Um, we've mentioned the injury to Thiago. Um, we're being told it's six weeks. We have the very big 
reality don't we that that could be and probably will be a little bit longer than that because we tend to downplay these things um but regardless it's a sizable chunk of our season and a sizable chunk of time to be absent our best footballing midfielder um with the curtis jones injury carl in the uh reckoning as well and the fact that uh, Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, who realistically probably would have been transferred if he hadn't picked up that injury, but he is now, because he wasn't transferred, he is now a squad member and an unavailable one. So people are starting to say this angle from Kloppo about we've plenty of midfielders. I don't understand this nonsense, this thing that he threw out at press conferences, um, which I kind of admire. You know, it's, it, it, it's partially guff, but I kind of admire it because he's he's looking after his lads. Um, but people are starting to say that's wearing a bit thin now because look at who's left now. You've got Jordan Henderson, who has been injury prone. You've got Naby Keita, who you know, is 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 not exactly a robust individual. Uh, Fabinho, who does tend to miss eight or ten games a season. Um, it's not great, man. It's not great. And I have tremendous amounts of sympathy with people who find themselves losing the plot and getting excited about how we need to get a midfielder. I don't go that far myself, but I'm also not one of these trust the system people because to me on its face it's patently obvious that we need to strengthen that area uh does that offend you or are you in vague agreement or what do you think about all that well firstly let me say hercule razzmatazz (laughs) (laughs) kenton schweppes and possibly the best of all vic (laughs) titball tremendous um, the the midfield thing is is weird. The the, the problem I've I mean I I if if Liverpool didn't buy a midfielder, I would think it a bit odd. But that would tell me that there's no midfielder they want out there. Um, we don't want to be in a situation like Man United who are basically just going through a phone directory with with the word strikers written on it at the moment and ringing people randomly. We can't just buy a midfielder because we need a midfielder. I know that sounds completely bizarre, but that's not the way that this this manager and, and, and his transfer team work. Um, they'll have people lined up. Um, I think they'll be okay, to be honest, because he's been here before, he's done it before, and if he believes that he's got the players to do it, I trust him to do that. Um, I think it's a real shame about Chamberlain, to be honest. I think this, you know, if this was the situation and he wasn't injured, I think we'd get him run out of games and maybe get him back at his best, because at his best, he's a player. He really is. And um, but th- we're not going to buy a midfielder for the sake of buying a midfielder just because we need one, and th- and that and that is the reality of this. I think I think when he says, and this happens to the, to the journalists a lot as well. When when he says, you know, no, we're not doing anything else, that can change in half an hour because someone could say, wouldn't mind a move to Liverpool. Oh really? Look, think think back as far as Nick Barnby, Trev. Liverpool weren't in for Nick Barby in the slightest until Nick Barby said, wouldn't mind playing for Liverpool. And then yeah. suddenly hell breaks loose and he, and he crosses the park. Um, unless we've got someone in mind, then I don't think we're going to get anyone immediately. And if you look at the options, I mean, the Thiago thing's horrible. Um, and, you know, Jordan's getting on. James and Millie's getting on. Um, Kai, Kai, I don't think Kai's played 10 consecutive games for us. So it is a concern. Um, 
but we have been, I mean, it's hard because last time we had an injury crisis, it cost us a defence of our title when all of the centre-backs got injured, literally all of them, including the ones who were midfielders who were playing at centre-back. So I'd, I'd, I'd like someone to come in, but what, what I don't want is a, a name, if you know what I mean, just a, a, a bloke with the number 73 on his back suddenly bossing Liverpool's midfield. I think I think as as he proved with Van Dyke when he didn't he couldn't get him the first time and he waited rather than buy again. I think he's happy to wait. You see the the issue I have with that, and I'll bring you on in on this one as well, Lisa Marie, so I get a take from both of you. The issue I have with that is as a fan who's desperately impatient for this wonderful squad uh, and wonderful manager to have a collection of trophies that's reflective of their ability and doesn't always have to come with the fucking caveat of oh well yeah we we're up against Manchester City so that's why we didn't win so many trophies actually screw that let's win the freaking trophies why can't we we've proven we can do it against them so I really want us going all out and I'm halfway therefore between well look we've got nothing but examples of why we should absolutely have faith in the system that's been put to work uh, at our club and also the other half of me is saying, but it's as clear as the nose in your face. As you were going through that list of players there, Carl, and, and talking about the various uh, extents of their ability to perform and, and stay fit, it's screaming to me that we're going to really struggle if we don't get in someone. Now, there's a problem, Lisa Marie. It's been labelled the dickhead test, hasn't it? Where... Klopp always says it has to be the right lad. It has to be the right fella. Not just the right ability, but the right fella to come in to the culture of the club. And whether people like that or not, I think that's a really, really important thing that he's done, that he's brought with him. Uh, and I'm so fond of it that I'm almost willing to sacrifice a lot for it. What's your take on, on the accusation that it would be almost neglectful? to not address a situation that's pretty glaringly troubling? I mean, I think neglectful is very strong. Um, I mean, I, and I know people are speaking from, I guess, sort of an emotional place when they, when they say stuff like that, you know, it, you know, the management, the owners, everyone, they want us to win stuff too. I mean, you know, this isn't a hobby, um, the, but I agree with the culture and everything that's been put into place. You know, what, what you've just said, what Carl said before you that, you know, we don't just want to get a warm body in there just so we can say, here, here you go. Here's somebody that can stand in the midfield. I mean, it, it doesn't serve the proper purpose if it's, if it's not someone who works in our system is going to get along with the rest of the team, you know, all, all those different things that we've, we've all admired about our, you know, transfer process um you know so yeah i mean and you know we don't know we've got what two-ish weeks three weeks before the window closes there could be stuff going on behind the scenes that has been in place you know that they've been working toward you know we don't know um but yeah i i mean 
I don't know. I'm very torn. I think that's kind of why I'm tired of talking about it because I feel like my mind keeps going in circles every time I think about it, where I certainly want the individuals, you know, to help make this team succeed. But on the other hand, you know, the more, I guess, practical part of me understands, and I've said this, you know, the last several times we've talked about just transfers in general is I don't want us to sign somebody just for the sake of signing somebody. I want us to sign the right person, you know, the right person that, you know, it's not going to do us any good to sign somebody that, you know, it would take six months for them to get up to speed to be able to play the way we do. But if we can sign somebody that can walk in and, you know, pull on that shirt for Monday's game. And I know I'm exaggerating because it is Thursday, but that's what we want. You know, we want somebody that at this point in time, that's what we need is somebody that can walk into the team and play, you know, like Fabino did a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, that's it. I'm I'm just torn. I mean, I don't I want us to win stuff and I want us to have the players that allow us to win stuff. But on the other hand, I think calling it negligent or neglectful or or whatever is kind of going a bit overboard because you know, it's just one of those things. I mean, yes, we know Tiago is susceptible to injuries. Who would have thought it happened the opening day? You know, who would have thought whatever, you know, happened to Curtis and Ox with the preseason games? you know, would, would keep them out for long-term, you know, being able to be available for the first part of the season. It, it just is what it is. And I think we've, you know, we've just got to trust in the manager to do the best that he can with, with the resources he's got and stand behind the team. You know, you know, we've got eight midfielders and three of them are injured. Yeah. But the point, the the problem is that the the five that remain, when you start picking them apart, you can see that they're going to miss chunks of time as well. Uh, And that's where the issue lies, uh, uh, as opposed to, well, we've got five really durable, robust, robust youngsters. We don't. Yeah, we don't have like five Andy Robertsons that, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. 95% 95% of the games of the season. Exactly that. It's just the profile of people who Most are in there. Yeah. You know, we, we exactly someone indestructible like a Salah or a Suarez. We don't, we just don't have those types. And that's really the issue, you know. Um, the kind of guy, actually, ironically, for a guy who gets so much abuse, the kind of guy that Jordan Henderson was, Carl, when we came close to the title in, in 13 14. That real sort of, you know, live wire, ball of energy. Um, in everyone's face all the time and loads of ability and really progressive that's kind of what we need ironically of course you could say that his injury was really as much of a reason for anything as send it off slips and everything else you know oh sorry his sending off yeah Yeah. exactly his unavailability rather for the end of that season or for a couple of those games was probably as 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 central as uh the whole slippy G bullshit. But anyway, I digress. I just so wanted there's, to get there's that. Something you may not have considered. What's that? I read before. Defender in midfield. Say again. A defender in midfield. Uh, or Firmino playing deep. Or Canate moving into the middle. I'm not mm-hmm. saying I agree with it, but I've, I've seen it suggested. Well, Canate is injured right now too. Yeah, I know. But it's, it's, not, a big, <laughs> it's not a big one, is it? It's not. <laughs> Yeah, I, I've, I've, I, I heard somebody suggest something like that before. Perhaps Joel as a six, or um, I saw Bobby as a an eight. And honestly, <laughs> the Bobby we saw at the weekend, I don't know if yeah. he's 
don't know if he's going to be doing much uh, much business as an eight. It's he, we, we, he's he's really gonna he's really gonna have to up up his up his uh, his performance levels. Look, I, you know what? I'm I'm glad we got a chance to talk because I knew what I get from you guys was honesty. I knew you also wouldn't go down heavily one side or the other. And for me, that's where sanity lives is in the conversation that we've just had, which is like. You know, Lisa Marie can say, well, I think you're being a bit strong there with neglectful Trev, but I get where you're going. That's a, an adult conversation. It would be lovely if we could have more of those uh, amongst ourselves in the various uh, uh, internet spaces, but maybe that's a pipe dream. What I do want to do is keep the focus on the team and look forward to our next outing. We have two games back-to-back now. We have an Anfield outing on Monday night, and then the following Monday night, we have an uh, an, an away trip, and the two teams are Crystal Palace and Manchester United. And I'm just trying to think, it's possible. We'll, we, uh, we will. We'll, we'll have had a show before the... Uh, before the United game, we will, yeah, we'll get one in. But I just so I just wanted to to to, to get a feel from you about um, how you think uh, that's going to go, and if there's anything specific you've been thinking about them. Um, I don't mean I want you to have great in-depth knowledge about Crystal Palace for me, but I'm thinking more in terms of being very Liverpool-centric and how you think we respond because. I thought we were going to start the season by giving poor Fulham a bit of a slapping, and I think. The absolute shock of what we endured in that first half, where we were made to look not amateurish as such, but really, really out of condition and poor by high energy, decent touch and skill level by the opposition. Um, One big barrel of a central striker carrying the ball from his own half, knocking lads over and popping up at the back post and converting penalties. It was a little bit embarrassing on many levels, I would imagine, for many of our squad. And I would think, Carl, when they're watching stuff back, which we know they do, there won't so much have been finger pointing as that can't happen again, lads, type of conversations. And I would back this particular group to come back with a lot of bounce and I also think we may see the first start for Darwin Nunes. What are your feelings about Monday night? One last one, Richard Chicken Toss. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, me. Okay, Dwight Difference, and you can have Sol Commotion and Duncan Clench in there too. But I'll stop now. I'm actually closing that page. Um, yeah, I think he will start. And I, I, I do think he'll start. And um, the, the great thing about football, as a player, well, not that I am one, but is that games are never, they never run over into the next one. I don't think they will be saying, you know, that can't happen again. I think that's going to be, you had a bit of a mare. Yes, so did I, Jesus. And I think that's the end of the discussion because they're good players. It's not something that happens all the time. There is always, there'll always be a game where someone looks around and says, I I don't know what's happened here. This is just weird. The Villa 7-2 game for one. For example, I have no idea how we lost that game. The 6-1 against Stoke, uh, where everything they did flew in. Charlie uh, Adam whacking in 25-yard volleys and things. Um, I I don't think it'll be a... It will be a reaction to it, but I don't think it'll be a concern because you get games like that and we just went on it. And all that happens from that is this this team will now be on it. 
and I would expect the Palace game, but I'd like that Palace game to be won by half-time. Couple of goals up, and then just keep the ball and rest for United. That's what I'd like to see happen. And I think Nunes will start. I think Firmino is going to play this this season, just because, I mean, Klopp's already said, you know, he's, he's vital for us. He won't play as much, obviously, but um, he, he will come on because he's a clever player. He just had a bad game. And if you want to say that about, you know, he can't play because of that, then have a look at Thiago, Firmino, Henderson. Um, you know, they, they were all pretty terrible. So um, I, I don't think it'll be a sort of matter of concern. It'll be a, Jesus, glad we got that one out of the way. And, and the thing about this as well, and this I'm going to be accused of mediocrity here, um, is a draw so much better than a defeat. And we did not deserve to draw that game. We re- They should have beaten us. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think there'll be a, the tiniest plus from that. I'm not saying it's acceptable because we should Liverpool beat Fulham. That's what happens always. That's what should happen. But um, we just didn't read the script or we weren't up to the script. And as, as a thespian yourself, um, Trev, you, you'll know what I mean by that. They just didn't put the performance out on stage. I remember I was in a production with uh, a, an actor called Heathcote Pursuit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! Now it's it's spreading. Oh, it's always been spreading. Um, <laughs> the WhatsApp group. You're gonna be you're gonna be utterly confused by the WhatsApp group for the next two months. <laughs> Random um, names thrown in. Lisa Marie, there's something Carl said there that I actually found very heartening, and I think it's a good way for us to finish our footy chat because one thing we know about Clapo is he likes to play the team, right? So when he finds the team. He likes to play the team. And there is probably a fair argument for the fact that Bobby would be able to be very important for us off the bench, but maybe not as a starter or maybe for a period of time. But it looks as if we're going to see our new boy um, get a run now in the team. You know, you know what the team is with a, with a trademark signal afterwards, because you don't even have to look at the lineup most weeks. One position may change, but other than that, it will be the team. And I think now Darwin Nunes may be in that. I find that very exciting because I love I I I, I see a lot of people getting very um, excited about writing off Luis Diaz already. Um, I saw, and I think that's a silly thing to do. I saw the impact that he had on that Darwin Nunes had on Mo Salah when he came on. I thought it was fantastic to watch. Yeah, there's a partnership there, isn't it? You can tell straight away. You could see quite, he, he, he enlivened. So what I'm saying to you, Lisa Marie, is let's see the new team and watch the new team develop. There may be one more position there, maybe two in midfield. Maybe we will have a recruit or maybe one of these kids that we've been talking about um, will step up and start doing the business in one of those eight positions because they're going to have to I guess so that's kind of exciting in and of itself right it is it is exciting and yeah I think seeing the impact that Darwin Nunes had coming in on Saturday I I really do think he'll start um the the match against Palace on Monday um I I certainly hope he does and you know the Luis Diaz thing I don't understand you know wasn't that long ago everybody was so excited about him and and all the energy and and whatnot that that he brought just these fans can be just I'm becoming more and more in tune to things that I've heard others sort of complaining isn't really the right word but um noting uh over the last year or so that it's just it's a weird it's a weird thing I mean you know Diaz honestly has never 
he's still settling into the team for you know so to speak so i think the combination um of having diaz and darwin nunez and mo up front is is something to very much be excited about you know and i'd like to think of that as the team moving forward um so yeah it's i i think our perception or perception is really what we're you know is 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 evolving and and we've talked about that some you know over the last several months as we've kind of seen not just you know the induction of new players but but the fact that there are some you know it it used to be the team you know we didn't have to look because it was a given as to just based on who was available and and the talent and everything that we had that you know this is who it was going to be you know now with bringing in some of the players that we brought in over the last year or so there are assuming people are well, I mean, you know, if Jada was fit, you know, there would be some arguments there. Okay. You know, does, does Jada start? Does Diaz start? Does Darwin Nunes start? You know, I mean, there's those options as to how the team is going to try not say it every other sentence um, is going to set up. Um, so, yeah, I don't know that once we get people back, um, from injury, it it maybe isn't going to be as predictable. We're going to know that, oh, it's going to be these, we'll say, 15 names that he'll be picking from. But it may look a little different week to week. And and I think that's good. I think it's it's good for us to keep our opposition guessing a bit. Absolutely. And, you know, a little bit of context. We're only just getting going. And, um, exactly. It's uh, it's it's a long old run. It's a long old season, and who knows? We may go, we may revert to type and completely sack off the domestic cups this year, just to really mess with people's minds. Uh, <laughs> we may we may just hand them back in the third round of both competitions with sheer disdain. Who knows uh, what we'll do? But also remember, and this is something that we have to keep in mind: this is going to be a mental season to out mental all previous seasons and that includes the season where we shut down with the pox the season we sat we played behind uh, closed doors because of same this is going to be a season where in the middle of it there's a freaking world cup and don't fool yourself that that's not going to take the place its place in the minds of many many premier league footballers as it approaches and they are thinking about what it may be for them in terms of definitive career uh, uh, d- uh, moments. So it's going to be a very fascinating thing. It could be a little bit of a car wreck once Liverpool emerge with a trophy or two, I don't mind. And hopefully that's exactly what we're going to do. Now, I have been watching the clock and we are uh, coming close to the 50-minute mark, which is where I said I keep. I don't, want, I don't want this going longer than the hour. So I might just defer my culture quiz uh, despite the fact that I set it up with Tommy's uh, little clip there, I might d- defer my culture quiz till. No, do it, man. Are you, will we do it? Yeah. Come on. Have we time? You reckon? Uh, time? I'm all right for a bit. Okay. Okay. Yep. I'm good. It's funny. Carlos, have you just have you just? Uh... <laughs> that, that, that is that is a vehicle outside the house, as well. You know. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's just I I I knew a fella um called Cliff Bonanza who had terrible troubles like that. <laughs> oh my! Uh, Big friend of Duncan Clench. Yes, and Clancy Moped. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. 
<laughs> okay. Now, uh, Nina Armenian. There's another one for you. <laughs> Nina Armenian. I'm going. I'm. I'm going to mute the sound here as much as possible, and we're just going to go random. So, uh, Carl, think of a number between one and three, because whoever gets this number starts. A number between one and three, including one and three. Three. Could be no. Lisa, Lisa Marie. One. Carl, what do you think it might be? <laughs> <laughs> right, Carl, you start. Okay. Which of the following foods is from Mexico? Inyera, spelled I-N-J-E-R-A, Banga, B-A-N-G-A, Molets, M-O-L-L-E-T-E-S, Pastilla, P-A-S-T-I-L-L-A. I'll go with the first one. Inyera, says Carl. And I hit that and it says, no, apparently it's Molette's. Yeah, Next question. <laughs> Which of the following plays, Lisa Marie, is not written by William Shakespeare? Oh, come on. Julie, you see, he always <laughs> does this, by the way. Have you noticed? He's already getting his complaining. <laughs> Julius Caesar, Macbeth, Antigone, Much Ado About Nothing. Antigone. Is the correct answer. At least Marie can see Mexico, by the way, from her front door. Well, yeah, that doesn't mean I can. I never took Spanish. I took French, by the way. Right. Um, and yes, and I've actually read Antigone, thank you very much, 100 years ago in school. Brilliant. There you go. Carl, you know Carl. what? I'm just realizing I've never done a quiz with Carl before. That's why it's, it's get, it, it, if you don't mind me saying it, it's already quite fractious with the two of you. Uh, question three, <laughs> your second one, Carl. Which cheese? can be aged chevre brie gouda or feta interesting give, give me again so the first which of these cheeses can be aged chevre spelt c-h-e-v-r-e brie feta or gouda is a sheep's cheese i'll say gouda gouda is it gouda am i saying it wrong no gouda i think oh gouda is how we say it yeah, good is how I say it as well. And it's the correct answer. So I will give you that one. That's one all uh, after three questions. The fourth one, your second one, Lisa Marie. Which among the following is white wine? Zinfandel, Shiraz, Riesling, Sangiovese. Riesling. Riesling is indeed a white wine. I used to drink it. One of my favorites in the summer. Oh, I see. I used to drink it with uh, Romney Crompton. <laughs> <laughs> Which religion, Carl, has a cow as its holy animal? Buddhism, Judaism, Christianity, Hinduism. It's Hinduism, isn't it? It is. Now, with five questions asked, we go to question six. It says... Where is champagne created, Lisa Marie? <laughs> wow. Oh, Jesus. I, Carl, I'm sorry, man. I didn't know. <laughs> yeah. I get the Mexican question. Lisa Marie gets the question. I'm an English graduate. Lisa Marie, wait till you hear these options. Is it in Rome or Munich or Stockholm or champagne? <laughs> oh, wow. Um, I'm going to... Uh, Champagne. Yeah, you got it. You got it. So <laughs> at this point, we are 3 2, Lisa Marie. Question seven. Trev's one. That's what's <laughs> happened here. 
I probably will win. I'll come in late at the end here. And win. Which win. country? Oh, Carl. Carl. Go on. Which country has mariachi bands? Italy, <laughs> Puerto Rico, Chile, or Mexico? Mariachi? I've never heard the word. You don't know what a mariachi band is? No. Really? If you really? don't know what it is, I can guess from there. <laughs> no, we can't tell you. No, I was going to say, I don't know that I can explain it without giving away the answer. What are the options again? So, mariachi bands come from Italy, Puerto Rico, Chile, Mexico. Mexico. Well, for a guess, that's very good. That's okay. correct. Yeah. Well, I, well, I don't know what they are. You do. You absolutely know I what mariachi bands are. I've never heard the word before. I've never heard that word before, ever. Uh, it's, uh, I'm going to send you several pictures or a video. Okay. Afterwards. Yeah. You, you will know. Uh, listen, Marie, name the traditional dance of the Hawaiian people. God, I have to give you the options here. <laughs> is the traditional dance of Hawaii belly dancing? Is it the waltz? Is it <laughs> the rumba or hula dancing? It is hula dancing. Now, at this stage, am I right in saying that that's you 4-3, yes? Yeah. yeah that would one. be correct. Uh, that means that right. means that you must score... Carl here, and uh, that Lisa Marie must not. Well, give me the Tennessee question. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Carl, in which culture is coffee a religion? England, Kenya, America, Cuba. I imagine it's Kenya. Is that your final answer? Well, no, now you've said that. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's messing with you. Oh, yeah, no, I, I, I think it's Kenya. I was desperately trying to get you to reconsider here. <laughs> yeah, Kenya. God damn it. It's Cuba. Oh! <laughs> I, I, I totally would have guessed Kenya. <laughs> so, uh, is that what uh, Kikini Balamalam used to drink on set? I'm not sure, but it seems like it. How about uh, Wax Barnet? <laughs> which, uh, Lisa Marie, let's just see if you can finish it out. Which of these is a staple food for Canadians? This was news to me. Oh, for God's sake. Potato, beans, super pretzel, wheat, and dairy. Oh, good Lord. Yeah, um, I, I don't know what that means, this question. <laughs> food. Which of these food? is a staple food? To Canadians. I'm going to go and ask a Canadian immediately after this. Uh, is the staple food of Canada potato, beans, super pretzel, wheat, and dairy? Just because it's given as an option, I'm going to have to say super pretzel. <laughs> I mean, I think it's va- a, 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 a valid guess. Apparently, it's wheat and dairy. I don't know what oh, that means. Oh, okay. But it does mean it does mean that you you won by the slenderest of margins. So Carl can feel slightly better about himself, and we can all finish the show on a slightly upbeat note because I know how fractious these things get. Uh, we should start finishing up. Is there anything that you wanted to mention before we go, Lisa Marie? Anything you wanted to plug or sign off with? I just want to say that I'm not on board with these Monday night games because that puts them on Monday afternoon. And that's very difficult watch for me. So yes, anyway. bad form, bad form, bad, bad form. And, and in fact, I definitely won't be able to watch um, the Crystal Palace match because I'm going to be at a doctor's appointment with my daughter. So, yeah, boo, hiss, Premier League. Um, but no, nothing else. Just, you know, keep the faith, people. We've played mm. one match, one okay. match. 
keep okay. the same. I think that's fair. And Carl, for yourself, anything you want to finish up with? Uh, I'm going. I've been nice to be back at Anfield. Um, nice. And uh, not really looking forward to the drive back, to be honest. Uh, we'll be quite oh, nice yeah. to leave at some point. But um, yeah, it's just um, football's great. Big fan. <laughs> Big fan of the football myself. I do, I do feel like saying, as Mr. Burns says, uh, it says, how about that local sports team? Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, generic banter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, we should wrap it up there at this stage. We've, we've hit more or less the hour mark. It's been nice to catch up with Carl and Lisa Marie and to reflect on what was it, like I say, a little bit of a fractious week in the Liverpool, excuse me for saying this, family um and yet to be fair um i think we've emerged from this show with uh, general positivity so oh, hopefully fractious, for god's sake well, yeah most of them are fractious we, we we do our best we do our best to, to to shine a bit of light and not be too gloomy at least not after game one wait till at least game four before you break out the gloom uh, <laughs> and then I'll join you if that is the case um, but until then we will uh, leave you for now and say goodbye and uh, we'll meet up with us next week because we're trying to grow this show you may not or may be aware of it and um, the more ears we get on it the better if you enjoyed it pass it on to a friend let them know about it um, it's great to hear um, which I have been doing that it is uh, growing in listenership and the people are telling other people about it and enjoying the general chat that we have here so if you do like what you hear pass it on to somebody else and let them know about it so for this one from myself trev downey from lisa marie hannan and from carl kopak good luck we'll see you next week we hope you enjoyed listening to this anfield index show please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically there's nothing quite like fan engagement and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, We'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds, and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.